0: I believe that Black culture has inspired so many people from the music, hair, style, and even the way that we speak. Today, we will talk with Emmanuel as he shares why he captures Black excellence in such a beautiful way. God gave me a pocket full of change Even when I didn't know how to maintain But he showed how far my range is So thank you God for blessing me with this voice To spread knowledge about faith, leadership, and choices Hmm, like putting you first And when life its battles, he always prove his worth I plan to use his voice, hope they remember my name Through this podcast called Pocket Full of Change Pocket Full of Change Pocket Full of Change Pocket Full, change. Pocket Full, Pocket Full pocket Change. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Pocket of Change, the podcast, hosted every Sunday for listeners just like you. My name is Leisha McKeithen, a motivational speaker based out of Atlanta, Georgia, hoping to provide resources of positivity and uplift that you just can't get anywhere else. Since I'm definitely rooted in my faith, you'll get that too. But trust, my words should inspire non-believers too. Well, let me stop talking so y'all can get to listening to this episode.
1: well, for those who do not know me, uh, name, Emmanuel Pierre lewis Jr. I am 27 years old. Originally from born and raised in Miami, Florida. Uh, I went to Clark and Leonard University, you know, number one HBCU. Don't like to brag about it, but you know, we got (laughs) to put it out there. Um, uh, as far as photography, oh, and I have a, um, uh, English degree. Uh, I got my English degree from Clark Atlanta university. Um, as far as photography goes, it kind of started in high school actually, because I was part of the yearbook staff and, you know, I was just taking pictures for yearbook And, you know, I just had a little, I don't want to say like a little Sony camera, and I'm just snapping at the homecoming dance and the prom and the football games and this and the third. So that's where it kind of like started. And the funny thing is, when I went to college, I was like, you know what, I want to do something different. Like, I already did the yearbook thing. I already did the picture thing. I want to do something different. Mm -hmm. And... What's crazy is when you run away, or if you try to shy away from what I feel like is your purpose, it's gonna creep back up on you. Oh, that's, that's what that. it. That's what it did at Cau because I was like, you know what? Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Like, done there, done that. Got a couple of t-shirts. Like, I'm good. Like, I want to <laughs> do something different. And little did you know, you know, I'm joining this organization and I'm joining this organization. And I think it started, I want to say, I think it was, uh, it was, it was junior year. And Chelsea Glasgow, she was our Miss Clark Atlanta University campus queen, and she had a position, and she was hiring interns. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like I want to, I think I want to uh, join that. And what I originally signed up to be was uh, just part of their public rela- relations uh, person and run their social media accounts because they didn't have no social media presence at that time. Because, uh, Alicia, as you know, when we came in Clark Atlanta University, like, around uh, 2012, that was our freshman year, that's yeah. when Instagram, that's where Instagram started.
2: To, I was, like, starting to, um, starting up.
1: Absolutely. It was first started out because, you know, it was back, uh, Twitter was a big deal and then a lot of us were still on Facebook, but Instagram was just getting started. So like around our sophomore year and junior year, that's when people started making their accounts and was like, okay, well, let's, you know, play with this new app. So she needed uh, a social media presence. So I just signed up to be the uh, PR person and she hired photographer and she hired a videographer and what's crazy is i want to say like midway through her reign like even before homecoming started uh everybody just dropped out like everybody just decided like you know what like i'm good like i don't want to do this anymore before we even got anything going so i was like okay you know what chelsea i got you like tell me what you need i got you so Uh started doing her. Um, I think I did one photo shoot for her, and that was, like, uh, the Miss Freshman photo shoot, and that was, like, my first uh, big photo shoot, like, actually doing a particular photo shoot, because, honestly, I didn't know what I was doing. Like like I said, when I was in your book, I was just taking pictures of, you know, us at events, but as far as, like, a particular photo shoot and a theme, I didn't know what I was doing, so that was my first <laughs> Style run and she she was like, Man, you're doing a very good job." I was like, "Really?" And you're like, "You like this?" Okay. And maybe then I'm good at this <laughs> right, maybe I am good at this. But then it started. It went from photography to also videography because I remember she hired somebody to do the a full because I just did the Miss Freshman photo shoot. She hired somebody to do the full photo shoot for homecoming, and she wanted me there because. One, like I said, I was part of the PR team, but she wanted me to capture, like, the behind the scenes of us doing, you know, her photo shoot for Homecoming. And I did that. I did it. I shot it. Uh, and I started editing it. And then I showed it to her. and She was like, I love this. Like, can you just, like, put it on YouTube? And I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't have a YouTube account, Chelsea, but I'll go ahead and make one just for you. Right. And literally that... Position just jumped off to everything. Like mm-hmm. it literally just jumped off to everything. It it went from that to uh, you know, all the divine nine organizations. Emmanuel, can you um uh, record my yard show? Okay, yeah, I got you. And then it went from uh junior class counseling, Emmanuel, can you be our historian? We need a photo shoot for our uh, brand, just to let us know and introduce every, have everybody know who we are and just have a, a picture to represent our brand. I was like, okay, I got you. That led into um, me recording pageants and, right. Do- and Dr. Todd and Miss Adams asking me to assist with recording pageants. I was like, okay, yes. And then because I worked with Chelsea, of course, Aaliyah won. Um, the, the next year so you know I was uh with her but between Aaliyah winning before that election started it was Emmanuel I need you for this photo shoot or oh, I need you to do this I need you to do that as far as my campaign and that's literally what happened so it's like once again me trying to be like oh nah, I mean yes me trying to be like nah I don't want to do this like I, I'm I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, turned into no. Like, this is your purpose, and I need you to get this going. And that's...
2: I love that, <laughs> that, I love that so really much. Cause that's
1: really what you, it
2: Because you think that you're not going to be doing one thing, and God's like, ha, he laughs a lot. He yes. laughs so
1: much. And you know what's crazy? After I graduated, he... Um, initially I wanted to go to law school, but I, like I said, I was an English major. So, you know, we was writing papers mm-hmm. like all year. I don't even look. I don't even know how I even graduated because I was like, I'm not going to survive this. This is crazy. Like it was really mm-hmm. like 10-page papers back to back to back. Then we had to make like a 20-page paper for our final thesis. And I was just like, y'all, how are we going to get through this? And on top of that, we have a exit tests to do as well so i got my degree in english and i was just like okay i just need a break i need a break i'm gonna just uh you know figure out what i'm gonna do and let me just you know work in the real world per se and um i was at what was i i, I think i was at a, um oh i was at a seat filler position and uh just not position a seat filler opportunity And um, I was just there, you know, networking and whatnot. And the person that hired me um, into the PR field that I was working in for two years, her name was April Love, um, she uh, ran down my resume or whatever. And she was like, okay. but," And she was like, well, what else do you do, Mayo? Because, you know, I see that, you know, you graduated with a degree and this and that. And I told her, I was like, well, look. I have a camera, and I know what I'm doing behind the camera. Like, I know a couple of things about brand management, uh, photo shoot, social media, this, this, and the third, and I was working uh, under her for two years. So, it was just like, oh, okay. Once again, like, me thinking, like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm not going to get anywhere with that. But, no, it it landed me a job right outside of college. So, that's right. that. that Never sleep on your purpose at all.
2: That's period. What would you say, (laughs) because I noticed the content, of course, is not only HBCU life, but it's also Black excellence. What would you say or why would you say is important to you to show Black representation in a positive light? Because all of your content has been from a positive lens about Black people. Why would you say that's important for you to represent?
1: And it's very funny that you just asked that question because just recently, probably like I want to say two weeks ago, I was on Twitter, and I ran across this tweet, and I ran across several tweets, and I was like, what is the conversation? Like, what is everybody talking about? And somebody from another college, they made some sort of tweet saying, oh, you know, I go to this school, but, you know, we're kind of classy like Howard, and we're kind of uh, fun like FAMU, but we're not ghetto like CAU. And everybody was like, whoa, whoa, whoa what, is, what do you mean by ghetto? Like, where are you getting that from? And then, you know, you know how we do. Anybody attack CAU, we are on it. And they was like, what do you mean by ghetto? Like, how are we ghetto? Because, you know, we have alumni that do this. We have alumni that do that. Like, explain to us. How is that defined yeah. as ghetto? And and what it ties into your question is, my whole thing is there's a stereotype with black people, period. It doesn't matter if we're in a HBCU. It doesn't matter what job we're in, what field we're in. We're always going to seem uh, viewed as lesser than any other race. Why? I don't know. They can blame it on... Uh, the music, they can blame it on the imagery from reality shows. They can blame it on whatever, but the bottom line is it's not true. So any time that I was doing photography, it was just like, you know what? Yeah, we're taking a nice photo, and, yeah, it could be promoting, you, you know, a person's talent, or it could be promoting a person's brand. But guess what? guess what? A picture's worth a thousand words. So my whole thing is if I'm behind the camera and I want to put out there an image that's going to represent us, it's going to represent, it represent us in a positive light. And mm-hmm. so if a picture is worth a thousand words, then I'm going to be the author. And this, what this my Instagram or my portfolio, that's going to be my journal to let you guys see, like, this is what black people is really about. Like, if this yeah. is what... If this is what we need to demonstrate how, how you know, how excellent we are, then that's what I'm going to do. I love that. Absolutely. What,
2: my my last question is just, like, what would you say to somebody who's having a hard time owning their blackness, like having a hard time living in their own skin?
1: Um, And it's very difficult because I have to go through this as well. Because, you know, for the longest, like I said, I was born in Florida, and for the longest, I didn't, well, I always claim being black, but I didn't claim my nationality because I'm actually half Haitian. But, you know, you know, in high school and elementary school and middle school, you know, people like to joke and make fun of whatever, you know, kids, well, us as kids, we just joke about any and everything, but after a while, like, The jokes kind of like seep into your head, and it's kind of like it's going to change your mindset. And it's just like, oh, okay, well, you know, they used to joke about Haitians, so I don't even want to claim that. Like, that's that's not, that's not something I want to claim. And me doing that, like I said, I was little. It kind of was like a slap into, it was a slap in my face because it's like, yo, this is a part of you. Like, you being Haitian is your blackness. And mm-hmm. honestly, I'm trying to I really don't I'm trying to figure out how did I snap out of that. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know when was the breaking point of of when I snapped out of that and I was like, No, being black is the best thing ever. Like I, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it, I can't say it might if, be
2: the H B C U experience, it I mean, it transforms you in a certain way to where it is not um, an outlier for you to be confident in who you are, um, because Absolutely. it's a norm. You you right. see it every day, um, and you are highly encouraged to believe it, even if you don't. So
1: I I, I think so because I was trying to say I don't know if it was like a particular moment. I was just like uh-uh. Look, I'm I'm proud to be black and very am proud to be black but it probably had to be uh when i went to hbcu like you said because i'm i can't remember the specific moment but yeah now it's just like you can't tell me anything like yes i'm brown skinned yes i got a few dark areas on my face or anywhere on my body yes i'm haitian yes i talk like this and and you know, people ignorant people may think, "Oh, because you're speaking the correct proper diction, that you're speaking white." I don't know where they got that mindset from, but no, 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 no. <laughs> this is how we talk. We are black, and black people come from all shapes and sizes. And you know, I'm glad. I'm also glad that you mentioned the HBCU thing because you know, for a while, people are always say like, "Oh, you know, if I go to a college, I want to go to." a pdwi because i want to witness diversity and i will never forget i will never forget this was Aaliyah. she she's the one that said this and ever since she said this this was like our freshman year it stuck with me she was just like i hate when people say hbcus are not diverse because I, she was talking about herself she's from detroit you're from miami we have a friend that's from california we have a friend just from chicago we have a friend that's from Illinois. We're all black and we all do not act alike. And I was like right. that is, I was like, yo, that is so true. <laughs> that is so true. Like we really are diverse because we all don't like the same type of food. We all don't listen to the same type of music. We are we all don't have the same type of addiction. And I was like, Whoa, that's 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 real. That's real. So it's just like you, they have to get rid of this. A way of thinking that all black people are not diverse, that all black people are the same because we are not like we all come from, you know, different areas. We all are different shapes and sizes and we all have to embrace our inner blackness and that's what it is.
2: This is the part of the episode called Let's Talk About It, where I talk about anything and
0: everything. Okay, so I'm a firm believer of being organic and really trying not to organize my thoughts, like um, whenever I'm engaging with people or when I'm living my life. Sometimes it's very difficult because I am an organized person, but I try my best to just go with the flow. And when I say try my best, that was this is what I'm saying, like within the last few months, because to be honest, I'm a used to be a very rigid person. But I want to talk about seasons of change and how your life goes on a roller coaster And sometimes that means like a roller coaster is all on one level. Sometimes that means around, around in a circle. Sometimes that means up and down, up and down, up and down, just depending on who you are. And I want you to embrace the seasons of change. That's the changes in people around you and the changes in yourself. Don't worry about what's going to be tomorrow and what happened yesterday. Literally try your best to live in the present. When you live in the present, I promise you, everything will work itself out. The head coach of the dance line that I used to dance for in college, that now I coach for, literally, she said that to me, and it stuck. Everything will work itself out. So in those seasons of change where you feel like, oh my God, I wish it was this way, or I wish it was that way, or I need to fix this, or I need to fix that. Everything will work itself out the exact way that it's supposed to. Just think about like the scenarios where you like stress out so much about it and then it kind of just came together. That's how life is. So I just want y'all to understand that everything is going to work itself out. Try your best not to worry or not to stress. And you can't organize everything just because you write everything down doesn't mean it will go just as planned. So, we've gotten to the portion of the episode where I want to call it the It's of the Week. The song of the week, mm, I'm going to switch it up. The album of the week, everybody already knows, is coming from Drake, certified lover boy. But I have a comment on it. This is an unpopular comment, probably. The I'm Too Sexy song, terrible. It's trash. I'm sorry, I don't like it. No. Where's the artistry? It's giving very much childish, very much y'all are more talented than this. I don't like it. But moving on to scripture of the week. It's coming from 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, and 17. Very simple. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. That's it. The blessing of the week this week is I've been living in Chicago for probably a month and a half now and I'm about to start researching for a church home, okay? If anybody knows, when you move to a new place, trying to get settled is one battle. Trying to find all the new things or the same things that you had in your previous place is a whole nother battle. So just pray for me, y'all, that I find a church home so that I can fall in love with the city and make it home. Pocket full of change. Pocket full of change. Pocket full, pocket full, pocket full of change.